Welcome to the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. Man, yeah, I have TK Kirkland in the building. Man, I got a super, 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 super special guest in the building tonight. This, this is very, very special to me. Legendary, the King, TK Kirkland. What it do? What's going on, family? Man, everything is going on. I want to just Let me first. Tell your audience, real quick. That's why I interrupt. Let me tell your audience, real quick. I have no idea who this brother is on the phone. <laughs> what I like about him is that he, uh, he is very professional. I was extremely, uh, extremely tired, and I just like the way he conducted business. And he caught me on a good day because normally I make people wait a month or two months before I get back to him. So I want to take my hat off to you, player, for um, running the professional. Um, business and um, getting at me truly in a professional way. So let me give you back the floor. Thank you so 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 much. I just want to tell you, it's it's really an honor. I'm a huge huge fan. I have so much respect for you in so many regards that it's not even funny. I was just um I was talking to my aunt earlier um about you and um she was actually amazed that i was able to um accomplish this and it's, it's really a huge accomplishment for me and for my audience everybody's been excited i got emails like crazy in about you so i just want to just say thank you for um taking time out of your busy schedule i know you're a very busy person to actually um do this interview for me yes sir now i want to um i want to i want to jump in on it because I feel like personally I feel like you are one of the um I just feel like you you're not really getting your just due in this game and I don't think that a lot of people really understand like how huge you are and how connected that you are in this entertainment business and have been connected for um quite some time. That's yeah, but when I hear that story, I was I try to enlighten people on the knowledge of entertainment, right? Right. A lot of people think that when people are on television, they're millionaires. A lot of people see people who are not on television and think they're not millionaires. But I move a certain way through this industry. And the way I move through this industry is a fisherman can always see another fisherman from afar. And what that means is that you don't really have to be flamboyant or really putting your business out there because I'm an old school guy, you know. I'm the kind of guy, yeah, sometimes I want to go to the top of the mountain and scream and go on social media and tell people what I got, what I achieved. But because I move a certain way and because of my upbringing, I just think totally different. But the people who know, they, they drop it. You know, the people who, when they get in the spotlight, certain questions are asked, they'll say, Yo, T.K. Kirk would put me on, and I have to listen as long. The list is a mile long. I, you know, like Jay Z said, I, I made more millionaires than Lotto. So, wow, I'm truly excited about that. Right. I just move it. Oh, that's all. Yeah, I, you know, I and and I definitely, um, I've always admired um, the way that you move, and I've always admired your relationships, man. Like the relationships that you have with so many different people um in the entertainment business it's just it's it's amazing how 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 these relationships that you've built over the years and um with your career and all of the people that you have influenced in this business as well well i like the entertainment but let me give you a heads up on something that people really don't know either i'm also another in the political game too a lot of people don't know that i used to raise money for maxine waters years ago when she first got started and mike davis Wow. Uh, Los Angeles, California, and me and her are good friends to this day. So wow. I'm really connected in that in that political world in a very powerful way. Where I just keep low key from time to time. Right, right. So it's, Do- just not, it's just not it's just not the music game or the comedy game. I just believe in life that um, you build a home one brick at a time. Like you know, I get hit all the time. People want to be successful. Or they say they want to um, be like you. And people don't understand that you got to put, I say, well, if you 
excited about it. Right. I, I, I definitely, uh, man, I've watched all of your interviews, um, movies, all of the things, all of the huge accomplishments that you've done um, within your career. Now, um, are you, you, you're, you're, you're originally from New Jersey? Yeah, I'm originally from Jersey City, New Jersey. I always get shout out to Compton. I always get shout out to New Orleans. And the reason I get shout out to Compton is because Easy e is the one that gave me my start in the game. And then when I think about from the entertainment, I think about how um, me and Ludacris, when he was blown up, how he took me on tour, Nelly, before he blew up. The Cash Money Millionaires, 50 Cent, Jay-Z. Um, I mean, I mean, and I'm going to give some love out to the West Coast. Um, AMG, um, Second to None, DJ Quick, Too Short. Like the industry, and they show me mad love, and I'm truly excited to this day. Wow. These people that you're naming, that that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, the magnitude of that alone to have those relationships I just I just think that it's it's just amazing and, and, and to have good relationships still with these people to this day, I, I think that okay. it's 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 awesome. Yeah, it's a blessing. I you know, I don't take time to think and when I do think about it so I just start laughing. A kid from Jersey City, New Jersey who um went out there and did a thing. So I'm truly excited about it. How how did you um what 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 inspired you to to even want to even get into um into the business? Was this something that you kind of stumbled upon, or yeah, you, I stumbled you... upon it? And okay. Believe it or not, it was a freak accident um, back in the eighties when I was getting my master's degree, and I had a, a, a confrontation with uh, Eddie Murphy's brother, Charlie Murphy, that led to a fight. That fight, for some reason, I turned the negative to a positive, and I just took the same ambition that I used to fight cases and beat and say, you know what, I'm just going to take the same energy when I have to get in trouble and just apply it to this industry. And what I did was um, I took that and then the world changed. You know, the tech world came, social media came. Um, people with money had an opportunity because in the 90s, you had to go through other people to get on. You had to go through this person, that person, and someone that liked you you couldn't get it done. Or if you had money and you put a project together, it just sat around. Now I can put things together because I got a few nickels and cut the middleman out and go through things. Like I suppose they put on a Netflix special um, last year, but the attorney who I hooked up with stagnated me because for a minute I got blind washed to a friend who said, this is the guy, blah, blah, blah. And instead of me just going and doing like I've always did, and building up momentum, and building up momentum, um, I, he, he stagnated me for a minute. So now I'm coming back up to get back to the path. So um, that's what I'm doing. So to the people listening, if you have a dream, you have a vision, your money is right, don't let nobody um, put you on hold to slow you down because nobody is going to um, bust their ass the way you will bust your ass. Absolutely. Do you, uh, and that hurts me about that special because it should have been out. Do you feel like that was something that was purposely done, um, that you were targeted in any kind of way, or like what's the deal no, with no, that? No, 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 no. It's just the attorney wanted to say who he was. See, the thing about the inter entertainment business, 99% of people that you meet are, I would say, liars. Okay. That's the kind of, you know, if somebody tells you that you're gonna, they're going to do something for you, you can't even say they doing it until it actually hits the screen. Like, you can have a million-dollar check and a project is coming out, and by the time that project is coming out, something happens, something gets canceled, and it never shows up. Right. So now, because people don't know the industry, you look at it as a liar, you look at, oh, I knew he was lying, blah, 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 and then you, 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 know, you, you, want, you want to stay faith, so you pretty much got to be quiet until it actually goes out, because I get hit all the time. People are like, well, why you ain't saying nothing? I just took those lessons and just applied it to my life, you know. I like to move in silence. I don't like to tell people nothing, but on a need-to-know basis. And it's just a safety mechanism. You know, you don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to have to explain things to thousands of people. Right. When you're in the industry. Right. 
and and um like how did you like how did it man I'm I'm sitting here and you know I've done a lot of uh, a lot of research and I mean like I'm looking at this and and you've actually toured with um the legendary group NWA how did that come about Well NWA you know back then I was just a true hustler being at the right place at the right time and I was at a um Bobby Brown King Marie concert because what was funny about them, me, Bobby Brown, New Edition was tight. I was hanging out with them. Me and Tina Marie was tight to help go and how she used to cook for me and all that kind of stuff. Her and another friend of mine named Rudy, all of us were good friends. So we went to the, uh, he was performing. I saw this young man walking around the stands. And the song came on called We Want Easy. And I said, who made that song? <laughs> it was crazy. And they said, they that little motherfucker right there. So right. I walked up to him. And told him who I was and told him that um, he needed to see me perform. Him, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube came up to the comedy store in um, Hollywood. They thought I was hilarious. Bands took me on tour. And then when I went on tour, I got banned in three cities because they thought the news people thought I was um, worse than the group. They banned me. <laughs> True story. Come on. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they so do you think that that's why they they label you as um, the gangster of comedy? Well, that's why that was my title years ago, and I gave it up because a young man named Capone, comedian in New York, actually uses it. I stopped using it in the '90s because I didn't want to be stagnated with that word. Right. Because I like I like to travel the world and. Um, I like to travel the world and not be known as a gangster because the places I like to do, as far as casinos, Italy, uh, places like that, you, you don't want to, you don't want to have gangster comedy right. in your name. You know, see, I, I, I just see the world differently instead of having gangster gangster comedian T.K. Kirkland. Right, right. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And um, what what I wanted to know about um. Cause you and you and Fifty pretty tight. What like? Yeah, Fifty tight. How how did that relationship come about? Well, Fifty was my opening act. Well, he wasn't my opening act. We was on tour with the Cash Money Millionaires, the Rough Riders, DMX, and Fifty was an unknown, an unsigned artist that was on the tour. And what was so funny, I didn't really knew I knew Fifty like that. You know, I was just treating him with the utmost respect, treated him nicely because I was the MC. Um, he got shot. Um, like nine times he almost died. I still didn't know it was him. Here's a crazy story. I still didn't know it was him. Years later, I'm in Detroit, Michigan, and 50 Cent is performing him and Eminem. I'm standing behind the barricades. I knew all the security people, but they acting like they didn't know me, playing games, being stuck up. So here come a motorcycle um, parade um, with um, cops and the buses. They turn the corner. So I'm walking away to go position myself. Fifty comes off the bus. He looks me dead in the eye and says, "Yo, he to the motherfucking case." You know the show? <laughs> and I didn't know he knew me. Yeah, I didn't know because I meet so many people. I didn't know he really knew me. And I said, "Yeah, I got to go get my son." Yo, he waited right there. He didn't go in the building. He didn't leave. He waited right there till I got my kids in. And we all walked down the tunnel together as we was going into the stadium in um, Detroit, Michigan. I think it was over 100,000 people. Wow. And then we went on tour, and then he put me in the video. um, Window shopper. Window shopper. But what people don't know, too, me and 50 was going to start this company called the G's of Comedy. Me, him, and Chris Lighty, his manager, uh, who passed away. We were doing on, on G's of comedy, and but what they did was Chris Lighty to me was to me was the horrible manager. Um, procrastinated for a year on that deal. Wow. Me, William Mars, and all them, and I wound up um, turning it down. I didn't want to do it. Wow. I said I'd do it on my own. So, you know, and to the people listening too, like. Sometimes you may not get the fame that you want, but you know what I find 
more powerful than anything being in control of your own shit. Being in control of your own destiny and not having to let people um, ruin ruin things for you. Like, there's a chance you have to take, but when you hear most of these people at, uh, on television or people that you hear that's famous or whatever, they get robbed. Right. Bad. So do you think so? Right. So that's the reason why um, you you're you actually like because one would think that as long as you've been in the game, um, your accolades and everything, I, 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 you know, and I was and I was having this conversation with somebody. I was like, I think that that TK is in the place where he wants to be because he's in control of everything in every aspect of what's going on in his career now, learn from his mistakes. And I think that he, he doesn't really want to be on, you know, I, I, let's just say, um, let's just use Kevin Hart for an example or whatever. I don't think that you want to be that far out in the front like that. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm well, wrong. If the opportunity presented itself, I probably would, but I'm an old head. So you got to understand the business too. Okay. I'm not 20, 25, 30 years old. That this business, entertainment business, is really for that age group, right? Right. All I'm trying to do now is to sustain, be a businessman, make sure I can eat, make sure I can get uh, foot massages, facials, <laughs> put my kids through school, right. and live a decent life without putting a punch in the clock for 40 hours. Right. That's what I'm doing. So what comes with that is, yeah, I got success, but um, and other opportunities are going to come here and there as we get older, but I don't really have to be in front of a camera or um, things like that. I'm just going to take what God gives me and what I work hard for and rock it like that. Right. If, 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 if I could, if, if I could get your perspective, what, what do you, what do you think? Why do you think that everybody, um, and I'm not going to say everybody, but um, some people are uh, somewhat targeting Kevin Hart and his success not really looking at it um the same way as you would look at um uh, eddie murphy or whatever not comparing the two as two different realms but at the same time i'm just saying like the su success wise like everybody kind of like certain people i'm hearing in different you know different interviews and different things you know from doing my research and stuff feeling like um he he's really it, it, we live in an opinionated world. I think this would have been the same way with Eddie Murphy from his older heads of other comedians back in the day. Right. But everything was pretty much quiet. Now, if you say something in two seconds, the whole world can know about it. Okay. You know, and I always say people are entitled to their opinion. You, you can't knock a man or a woman for what they feel or what they believe. When people hear something about somebody else, you have to, the answer should be, they're entitled to their opinion. Who am I to tell that person they're wrong for feeling what they feel? It's like if a song is being played and you don't like that song, the song's like, oh, you just a hater because you don't like the song. Motherfucker, I don't like the beat. Right. Like, like, you ain't going to make me like the song. Or somebody come in your house and say, oh, I don't like the way your house is painted. Like, no one should be able to do that to you. Right. So with Kevin Hart, social media, the way the world is today, things are just exposed more to... It's right there in front of you. Right. Do you feel like he's being, do you feel like um, with them digging up things um, from years ago, do you feel like he he's being targeted or or, or, or some would say um, they're, they're trying to give him a warning or, or, or let, let them know that, you know, who's really in control of your success and everything that's going on by them doing that? Gay people.
Spanish said co. Right. Now, you know, they got the LBGT. Now they added the Q for queer. So it's five of them motherfuckers down. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many other letters they're going to add on as the years go on, but you got to respect them, you know? Right. So, you know, I always tell people, I'm not against gay people. You know, I'm not against them, but in my day, gay people really knew they played. They right. came out about 1205, <laughs> and they was back in the house about 430. Absolutely. Right. I'm no foul. That's just the way it was. Right, right. It so, was more in the I closet more. I'm about to walk in amongst them. Right. Now, with, with, with speaking on that, uh, you know, do you do you feel like um, the realm that we're in right now? Do you feel like they're trying to shape it, shape the world in some form or fashion? They ain't trying. They have, yo. Okay. Yeah, they have. It's an epidemic. And 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 do you think that they're they're um, making the entertainers conform to that? lifestyle now to to advertise it and wear the purses and and you know but make it look like it's cool because we got you know i got a hundred grand in this woman's purse so it's cool type type deal or whatever i mean like well i don't really know because i'm not gay and i'm not in the room and i don't know what they talk about right you know so i really don't know and you know you see it though right well, I'm not I'm not connected like that. Like I don't roll in that in, in that era that that area like that. Got you. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't really care. I'm a, I'm a uh, um, a man's man. I do what I do. I don't really roll with comedians. I don't really roll with producers. I really just really do my thing and stay quiet, stay out the game. Right. Got That's you. How I move. Now let me ask you this. Um, recently. Um, Young Buck. Young Buck has um, heard about that. Yeah. Transgender. Well, not really the transgender um situation, but he he, which that was a situation with him and Dwight Howard and all of these different people. That's you know all this stuff is coming out or whatever, whatever. Right, 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 right. But Young Buck um is going on a rampage about. I guess him and fifties back into it because the last time I I thought that they were all good. It, you know, everybody was working over there, and then it's like now I'm seeing um, him, you know, fighting about his money, the money that's being owed, and he's you know exposing a lot of things or whatever. Like, you know, do, do you know anything about that? Well, here's the thing. You know, um, I would say a man got to handle his business. And if somebody owe you money or the contract that you sign, if you're not smart enough to handle your business, mm-hmm. then you get what you deserve, unfortunately. That's why they have attorneys. That's why they have examples of people. Like what I mean by example, you got so many artists from TLC to the Temptations on up. Tony Braxton, robbed, right, right. That's been robbed. And you have to use that to, those are examples. Examples help you that you don't go through the same thing. Right. I definitely, you know, so I definitely understand. I like Young Buck. That's my man. I love him. Um, 50 is 50. That's who he is. Um, Buck is Buck. That's who he is. And, you know, I, I, I'm just a... <laughs> Right, 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 right. I ask you because, like, you're brutally honest about things, man. And I just, I love every interview that I've ever, ever watched, man. I watch them multiple times because I always learn something every time I watch an interview with you. I, I, I just, it, and I always said, like, if I had that opportunity to be able to to connect with you in any type of way, it's so much that can be learned from a brother like you that has seen so much that has experienced so much like i just feel like being connected to knowledge and and people that that has been through so many different things or whatever can help you navigate a little bit more you you can learn from that and i learn from every interview that you've done it's always something to learn from it you're the funny guy and all that stuff or whatever but you're really i appreciate that i didn't know that um it was really having that effect on people, you know, the TK Kirsten podcast. But it's really one of the most um, interesting podcasts, I think, in the country because of 
the subject matters that we deal with, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's deep. I, I, I love it. And I um I study I study your podcast and I um I try to somewhat structure mine in in that same form and fashion because it inspires me on so many different levels. And that's what right. I love about it, the diversity, the uh the subject content. I just think that it's powerful. It it really, really is. Yeah, I love it, man. I think it's a, um, a great thing for the kids. I think it's a great thing for so many people and to the fans who do listen, I just keep listening, spread the word, leave your comments and on it because it's a really real growing um, podcast that um, from Great Britain to Australia. Right. Wow. Now, I, I, you know, when it comes down to women, I think that you're 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 pretty seasoned in that area, and um, I wanted to know um, to get your perspective on why do you think that um, you could you could be um, no no man is perfect, um, right? You know, I you know I was talking to my brother today, man, and we we were having a conversation just just talking about like man, you could be doing you could you know you could be the brother that's going to work. Uh, coming home, you know, you, you you know, you bringing the bread, you you paying bills, you you know, and 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 everything could be going right, as long as you pretty much, you know, doing somewhat, I guess what they feel like, you know, you should be doing or whatever. But the minute that you decide that you want to take a break and go have a drink or step out or whatever, why why is it? Why can't it just be an easy transition instead of the attitudes? And why, why do you right. think that women are like that? It's like you're doing everything that you can possibly do to try to be that good brother. You're not doing, you're not hanging out, you're not clubbing, you're not doing none of that. And you got a good brother. He's not perfect, but you got a good brother. But yet you would rather push him out of the door to the point to where he's like, well, look, I'm leaving. I've been, I've been, you know, in this house, yada, yada, yada. I'm stepping out, going, give me a drink. Now he's aggravated leaving. And, you know, now he's wide open for anything the subject to happen. Why, why do you like think that, that it's like that? Good question. And what, so here's the world, watch it. I'm giving it a nutshell. In the world, men know so much about women. You know, they get upset, they move, et cetera. They get mad, you bring them flowers, you apologize. But I can tell you, women don't know shit about men. Wow. At all. Like, they, we should have a class to teach women about men. And women will get so upset and so confused. Like, you know, if, you, if you're going three hours, oh, you oh, you deserve that you want to be in the streets all day, but you ain't want to spend time with me. Right. But shit, take 30 minutes in traffic to get where the fuck you got to go. Exactly. And then there's another 30 minutes to get back in traffic. But when women, because women are emotional, they get caught up. They check in what they got to check. And sometimes you just can't explain um, to some females. Some females can't, you can't explain to. And I think that that's where it comes down to until you leave the ass, but then they'll say, oh, you know, um, fix it or why are you leaving? Or then you got some women who will say, fuck it, leave. Right. And then really find out that they really did have a good dude. And then you got, you know, they, oh, my God, he really was a good guy because no one has everything. Right, right, right. So you got you to choose your pain, so to speak. And, you know, it, it's, 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 it's really, really, and I really be trying to really, you know, understand it, which I don't think that I, I never will, but I don't understand. Like, it, it, let me ask you this. You could be, um, okay, you were in a relationship for, uh, let's just say, 10 years or whatever. You guys split up. Y'all break. Okay, cool. She put you on child support. Um, I, what I, I don't understand if, it's let's just say it's 23 years later and you know you're getting everything you're, you're getting you're getting you know child support um throughout the year um you're getting taxes you know you're, you're getting a portion of that like you're getting right. everything or whatever and then you're like well hey look um because they give women so much power 
just going down there because of a breakup and then it's like okay well okay you you want to put him on child support okay fine fill out these papers um oh also would you like to retro that back um 10 years too okay yeah. cool let's go in yeah. on and sign that so you're already coming it's a l for you all the way around the board already right. but then you've done that the child is 18 made 18 or whatever you go back or whatever and you still got this back pay that's sitting on you or whatever like this you've moved on with your life why why is is, is the bitterness still there do you think yeah here's the thing fam it's based on your environment. It's based on it's, it's so many levels to that question. Some women don't care. I know a beautiful woman who had um, got was married, was uh, had two kids by a nigga, and never asked a nigga for a dime. Right. Then you got some women who meet another successful man. He takes doing everything, got to do, taking care of another nigga's kids, and she'll still hit that man over the head for money. Then you got some women you can pay all the bills. And because the money's not going through their hands, uh -huh. they'll still take you to court because they want the money to go through their hands so they can distribute the money the way they want to. My point is, there's no legitimate answer. If I really can tell anybody listening, um, don't ever get married. Don't ever get married. Absolutely. Don't ever get married because what happens to... Um, most women, when they get married, believe it or not, I really thought niggas was really the monster of the sex game. Right. right. We want to throw it out the dick. We want to fuck. We ain't got shit on these women, bro. Wow. These girls want to fuck every day. And if you can't fuck them every day, you go to marriage council. Hold on a second. Y'all tuned in to the Vibe Show podcast with special guest TK Kirkland in the building right now. Yeah, they wanna, they'll fuck you. They wanna fuck the devil as soon as you someone fuck them. Are you cheating or something wrong? Or they so insecure they think it's somebody else. Right? Oh, you must be fucking somebody else. But they don't get it that men we really do get tired. Now, if you're a complainer. If you're a nagger, if you're a complainer, you complain all the fucking time. A man can't handle that but for so long. Right. A man can only deal with shit for so long and then he's done. With, like, because a girl will argue with you and complain and still want to fuck you. Whereas <laughs> a man, we're all about the mind. We're all about peace and quiet and right. romantic evening and build up to it. And then no disrespect to the women who are listening, some of these women, like they mindset a child is like it's elementary. And don't get me wrong, we know that men have their issues too, because I know some women are like, what about the niggas? And right. If you just say that, you you are having what I call an elementary moment. Right. Because we know that men have a problem. We know men ain't shit, but that's not the topic that the brother asked me. So right. I just want to share that with people. <laughs> who start saying, well, what about the men? Because they have a lack, I call it ADD, they have a lack of concentration and not really seeing what the question was really about. And that's like how I'm bringing that up. Right. So that thing that um, I think with women, I think that's the issue. Um, I think men should stay single. You date a female, she have her place. You have your place. Y'all fuck, you have a good time. You go home, she go home. And everybody has their space. Right. But when you are up on the person 24-7, you see them fart. You see them get sick. You see them get a period. You see some of them without their weed. You see some of them take their wig off. You, it changes a man. Right. You know, because men are visual. Right. You know, men are visual. So when you see something that will change you, it is what it is. And you might be able to, what's the word? You might be able to get back on track 
Right. Do you think that um do you think that social media um these social media platforms and stuff like that are are really messing up um women mentally um because it's it's almost to the point now to where it's like okay you got so many like you you know before social me media platforms and stuff were introduced or whatever you you didn't even know that it was a plethora of that many women out there like you can't even really log on without seeing you know so many different women um from all over all different types whatever all over beauty just beautiful women or whatever do you think that um it's it's really kind of messing them up mentally because it's almost to the point to where you can't even really have a conversation with a woman without them automatically trying to 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 see what you're worth or or what you're pulling up in or it's not like how it used to be anymore do you think that social media uh, plays a big um part in the the mental change with the woman because if it's providing a platform for even no name people to 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 get some type of attention but here's the thing about life, right? I think social media and all that is a good thing because it make a man step up his game. But there's a manual in life. The manual in life is to um, the manual in life is to know who and what women are. And let me say to what that means. You got some of the baddest bitches in the world, but can't cook. Can't do nothing around the house. Right. Can't take your kids to baseball games, right? Well, guess what? You don't have kids with them. You fuck them. You take them on a nice little trip, right? Right. And you, you go home. That's what you. That's what you do. That's what you do. Hmm. Then you got some women who are wifey material. Right. You got some women who are wifey material. That's the woman you have babies with. But you got to know this though. You got to know. Right, 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 right. You know, and here's the thing, like, it's sad. Now, the popular hoes, some of them can fuck your brains down. you want it. And then the girl you want to have a child with and do your thing, guess what? She can't fuck. She can't Man. suck dick. Because once you know what good pussy is, and once you know what good dick is, if you don't get it with the person that lives in your home, you got problems. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Wow. It's going to be a problem. So that's a, that's a major issue, yo. And it might take major. a lifetime to 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 find that. Yeah, it does take a lifetime, you know. And if you don't know what it is and never felt it, you could get past. That's a company you listen to my show. I always say men have their money right, women should have their money right, mm -hmm. just in case that if you get together and it doesn't work out, guess what? The transition is smooth. Right. If you got to go separate ways. That's all I'm saying have right. money for. Right. It's your insurance blanket. Right. Now, insurance blanket. You want, you want to be able to make the transition smooth. You know, that's, 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 um, that's, that's, that's interesting, man. Like, that, that's very, very deep. And um, we could touch on that topic all day long. I, I, oh, yeah, all day I long. wanted to, because uh, I, I know you're a specialist in that area, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I love when you talk about the the, the women and men perspective. It's just, it's, we, we, you're definitely going to have to come back on. We got to do, I want to do a special just about that. <laughs> I'm yes, telling sir, you. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to ask you, man, what is your take on uh, Adrian Broner, man? Like, I mean... What, 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 it, it just. Like I said, so many levels to Adrian Broner as well. And one, an OG should have pulled him to the side and snatched him up and gave him dignity as a man and class, right? Right. Because that's what he's lacking. Hmm. See, when you see these young kids, like Takashi 6ix9ine. Right. When you see these men acting wild and out. 
got you. To understand about being humble. Give an example. What's the football player that um, plays for the New York Giants, the running back who got rookie of the year? Oh, man. What from is, Penn State? What's his guy's name? Google it for me if you're there. Hold up. And why is that? I want you to see how he conducts himself in interviews and how he talks because his mother and father really raised him right. See, this is a this is a combination of what I've seen over the last twenty twenty five years. Because I'm much older than a lot of people. Right. See, everybody, these guys are sticking their dicks in these women, nothing in them, not understanding the consequences of the game, and the consequences of the game of lack of respect, the consequences of the game is lack of education, lack of moral judgment, lack of on so many levels, lack of respect in the women that you kick it with. And it's a it's a detrimental and dangerous thing that is going on in our world today. And it's and it and it's truly sad. Yeah. And that's I, what I, I want to do a book one day called um, I Apologize. It's about men, us, we're all guilty. Meeting women buying drinks, fucking, and the girl can't raise your kid right. Right. Or men who have babies with women can't buy the kid a coat, but they're doing these big-ass coat drives in Michigan, uh, get a kid a coat. Because, and I, was, I, I hosted it one year, and I said to myself, what the fuck we doing a, um, a, a, a coat drive for? You mean to tell me niggas out here fucking don't want to get their kid a coat? Right. <laughs> I can understand that shit, yo. So it's, it's everything, that's what I'm about to tell you, everything that has happened to this world is based on man conduct, hmm. how men have presented themselves over the last 100, 200 years. Wow. Because men were supposed to really take care of women, but we, we got into power and we just respect them, we talk shit to them, right. and that's how they came up with child support. Child support really wasn't for the black man, right. but white men, white men were Right. You know, when um, uh, the, 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 the independent movement was coming along um, for Afro-Americans back in the day, that was for white women, ah, not black women. I just learned something. Yeah, and what they did was they came up with this thing about this so that they could take the attention off black people because whites were in competition with blacks. And that's like how I'm, I always try to talk in my shows and teach generational wealth and get your credit together because we're so far behind the eight ball. And people don't understand. PC, people do, uh, uh, are blind. People think you got to go to college. Right. To get rich and all that. And that's, and some, some, some subjects, yes. But these big houses that you see going through your certain neighborhoods, that's generational wealth, most of them.
College, send, send them to college, yeah. like you say, man. Set them up, set them up for success. Set them up for success, not going around smacking bitches because they gonna listen. Yeah, then you are Kelly. If a bitch get out of line, you um, um, you bring them into the living room and you sing to the bitch. You got some of the, the biggest catalogs in the world. I'm you got serious, these bitches, man. And them bitches fall right back in line. But you know what it is? It is it go it, that ties in TK to what you just said. It goes back to having that 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 older figure around that old head that that's gonna put that knowledge in that guidance. No no guidance, man. No, you know what I'm saying? That's what I always say. Who raised you? Who raised you? I nope. love that. But it's a powerful metaphor, man. Who raised you has everything to do. The way your life is today. Absolutely. And everybody is coming out now. Everybody is saying, um, everybody got a different story. Everybody got a take on it. Um, I just, I, you know, we've heard, we've heard a lot of these allegations, uh, years ago. Why is it's, it's resurfacing again and coming back up? Like, I don't know, but like, what, what's the difference between him and Bill Cosby? need to read people need to pay attention to to uh, information bill Cosby's situation is he, here's a group of men les munez um, all these men that got caught up with these women mm -hmm. this is what you call lack of conversation let's right. do what i mean i came up in an era where you max the bitch right you max her and what i mean by max her your presentation like you had a good job um, see, back in the day, you just rolled up with a bitch. You said you had benefits, nigga. A bitch would fuck with you for life. I'm you telling you. benefits, right? Right, right. So what's, what's wrong with men today and men back then? When men get into power, they never really had the uh, work hard. They really don't have conversations, so they want to um, push it in a bitch drink. Ah. Take a dinner and come on to fuck you. Well, you setting it up where... If you had your money right, your presentation was cold, you take her to a nice restaurant, you, you talk to her, and if you didn't even fuck the first night, a real player know that you ain't got to fuck on the first night. Right. You can fuck two months from then, you can fuck four months from then. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to put in the work. Does that mean you ain't supposed to fuck nobody else? No, nah, you can fuck somebody else. That's, right. You ain't, you ain't married yet. You can fuck whoever you want to fuck. But then when it gets right with her, you cut everybody off. And you kick it with her, or you kick it, you still fuck whoever you was fucking, and you hope that thing works out. Because I tell people all the time, you wouldn't drive a car without a spare, so <laughs> why would you do that in a relationship? Man, that's deep, man. Man, I, I, I love you, bro. I'm serious. I can talk to you forever. I'm just like taking this all in. I'm taking it all in, man. It's crazy how you breaking this down, but it's real. Yes, it's sir. real, and if we apply it, it makes life so much more simpler, man, when you understand how it works. Yeah, it's complicated, fam. Like, you gotta, I always say you gotta duck and weave and understand life, and sometimes you're gonna meet people who really don't, they, they don't get it, or they think they know the answer. Sometimes you gotta have the wisdom to be quiet right, and let people learn on their own. And sometimes that's the, sometimes the best teacher. Sometimes right. the best teacher, you know. But that's what you got to do. And to the fans, listen, I need y'all to really follow me on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland because we got false prophets out there in this universe, right? Right. And I know my numbers is coming up slow, but I want people to really, really follow me, really. 
Absolutely. I really appreciate you reaching out to him. I really appreciate you conducting yourself as a true professional. Um, and that means a lot to me. Man, it means the world to me. Um, coming from someone of like yourself, man, and, and you know who I look up to, and I, I just I really really appreciate it. And um, also too, I'm going to um, promote your uh, your podcast through my platform i feel like that's what it's all about if um i can get any type of um promo info or anything that you have or whatever um if you get that stuff to me i will promote your podcast uh through my platform as well to because people really right. need to lock in and to tune the, in but we'll we'll right, chop it up about listen, that we just don't have the podcast either right i just want i want people to understand and i went old school on them dropping comedy albums. I know that that may not register in people's heads sometimes, but sometimes you really got to laugh, and I'd like taking real situations and making them funny, and that's why you want to listen to my albums. Like, you know, we got the Are There Any Question album. Right. Then you have Real Dope. Um, the Who Raised You album that's fire. Love then it, man. Classic. Classic. And then you got the other album, Gangster Conversation Classic. What people don't know, and this is what I mean by low-key. Low-key means all my albums went number two or number five on Billboard quietly. 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 Number one on iTunes, quietly. Mm-hmm. I'm not bragging. I'm not going around here doing X, Y, and Z. I promote every day. Right. Because what I want people to understand when you promote something, people are like, oh, that's done. Let me tell you, um, McDonald's have been promoting the Big Mac for over 30 years. They ain't put extra letters on that motherfucker. Nothing. 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 It's the same damn sandwich. That's right. Pepsi has been promoting Pepsi for over 20, 30 years. It's the same damn Pepsi. It ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's my point. So <laughs> I'm always promoting uh, to the fans around the world. To, I wish you the best with your podcast. I wish you the best. Thank you and so much. And I hope much. people truly enjoy this interview. I got to make a move, man. I hope that you appreciate my time. Yes, indeed. To everybody listening, like I said, keep following this brother. Listen to my podcast, the G.K. Kirkwood Show, and may your pain be champagne. Keep to the motherfucking K, fam. God bless you. Absolutely. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don and my super special guest, legendary T.K. Kirkland. We out.